You are listening to an ounce, season six, episode 19, The Great Kentucky Meat Shower. Take a moment with an ounce, a podcast providing thought provoking anecdotes tailored with you in mind. I'm Jim Fugate, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. This episode comes with a bit of a warning. This report is not vulgar or disrespectful. However, if you are eating and have a delicate disposition, you might want to listen to this little tale at some other time. You know, sometimes there are things that occur in our world that just leave you, well, kind of flabbergasted. One of those happenings was the Great Kentucky Meat Shower of 1876. According to reports in the press at the time, this is what happened. The 3rd of March, 1876, was perfectly clear, sun-filled day. And just before noon, Mrs. Crouch was outside her home cooking up a stink. She was involved in a necessarily odiferous enterprise. She was boiling down a big batch of lard and lye for soap. This was typically accomplished with a large cast-iron pot over an open fire. And then she got the shock of her life. Without warning, there were chunks of red meat cascading down all around, out of a cloudless blue sky. Mrs. Crouch said the meat, which looked like beef, fell like large snowflakes. It was observed that this inexplicable precipitation was isolated and local as a shower in Olympia Spring in Bath County of Kentucky, more specifically at and around the home of Mr. And Mrs. Alan Crouch. I don't know about you, but to me this sounds like a TV episode of Twilight Zone from the 60s and 70s or X-Files from the 90s and early 2000s. No way this could have actually happened. But there are plenty of witnesses and documentation that swear it did. Observers, like the two unidentified characters who came to see the spectacle and then decided to cook up some of the meat. They claim it tasted like venzin or mutton. The New York Times reports that a Mr. Harrison Gill, a person of the highest integrity, visited the Crouch home and saw the substance, which appeared to be meat, strewn about the area, lying on the ground and stuck in fences. These chunks were reported to be two to four inches in size. At the time, no one had any inkling how it rained meat. Well, other than a suspicion that it was part of a persistent tradition of practical jokes, often practiced after the consumption of a bit too much corn whiskey. But nobody's going to waste that much meat on a prank. In June of that year, Scientific American republished an account by Leopold Brandes from a journal called The Sanitarian. He had concluded, working with specimens of the fallen flesh collected at the time, that it was not meat at all, but instead was Gnostic, also known as star jelly, troll's butter, spit of the moon, or star slubber, a common type of cyanobacteria that was thought to blow with the wind, and on occasion it mixed with rain and fell to the ground in slimy clumps. Brandy's claimed that the stuff would taste like frog's legs, but Mr. Brandy's missed the point that there had been no rain or even rain clouds, just chunks of meat streaking to the earth out of the stratosphere. 
Another scientist posited that the samples he was able to obtain were lung tissue from a human infant or a horse. Yet others concluded, after examination of preserved samples of whatever it was from the Kentucky meat shower, they were in fact muscle tissue, cartilage, and chunks of lung tissue. And among crackpot theories, how about this idea from William Livingston Alden, a well-known American journalist, diplomat, fiction writer, and humorist of the time. He said, according to the present theory of astronomers, an enormous belt of meteoric stones constantly revolves around the sun, and when the earth comes in contact with this belt, she is soundly pelted. Similarly, we may suppose that there revolves about the sun a belt of venison, mutton, and other meats, divided into small fragments, which, which are precipitated upon the earth whenever the latter crosses their path, <laughs> and some took him seriously. Finally, Dr. L.D. Kastenbein gave one of the more plausible but disgusting hypothesis. He wrote in the 1876 edition of the Louisville Medical News that the only plausible theory to explain this anomalous shower appears to be that which was suggested by the old Ohio farmer, the disgorgement of some vultures that were sailing over the spot. From their immense height, the particles were scattered by the prevailing wind all over the ground. He continued, the variety of tissue discovered, muscular, connective, fatty, structureless, etc., can be explained only by this theory. Well, Kentucky does have two species of vultures that are known to unload their guts this way, the black vulture and the turkey vulture. I don't know. Maybe the smell of lye soap cooking over an open fire made a large flock of vultures migrating at about 15,000 feet after a big breakfast feel a bit queasy. Then, one thing leads to another, and there is a spontaneous disgorging of the stomach contents of an unnumbered high-altitude flock of vultures, thus resulting in the unsuspecting folks on the ground getting pelted with meat from the heavens. <laughs> Imagine having to pick that out of your hair. So, here's the else. Truth is an interesting thing. Folks will passionately argue for their particular version of the truth. What some might consider preposterous, others will accept as plausible. Experience has shown that outlandish, unbelievable, and unexpected things might be true. And, in spite of the principle of Occam's razor, what seems to be an otherwise believable story of simple truth might be a flat-out lie. A little healthy skepticism can be a good thing. And conversely, a willingness to believe the unlikely can happen is also wisdom. Truly bewildering things do happen. Let's just say, carrying an umbrella on a cloudless day might be useful for many reasons, including averting the need to pick meat out of your hair. <laughs> and that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. Thank you for listening to another great episode of An Ounce. I'm betting you know some folks who would enjoy this podcast too. So share the love. Please like, follow, and share. And we'll catch you next time with a new minute measure of wisdom from An Ounce. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.